Hey, you're Saturday with your favorite homegirl. the DJ get for the intro. So, welcome to Saturday. It's the first episode on iTunes. And uh, today we're talking Black Mirror. It's Halloween weekend, so I guess we're talking uh, thrillers. Kind of spooky, creepy TV shows. Um, They just released a third season on Netflix. So I got my homie Charles on the line to talk about all three seasons. We've seen all of them. Um, actually, let me take that back. I did not watch the last episode of season three yet, so I still need to catch up on that one. But he's seen them all, and so I definitely wanted to get his insight and his thoughts on this new season. And um, to be honest, this might be the first time I'm recommending you watch a show that I think is just because eh. normally, right, I'm like, yo, you should definitely watch this. You and your boo need to chill out and watch this movie or TV show. And this time I'm just kind of like, yeah, you should watch it but I'm not sure it's that good. So, um, yeah, peep our conversation about it. Let me know what you think, and uh, I'll be right back. Like be a person. <laughs> yep, like being a person. I struggle with that a lot. Why? It's hard being a person. Oh, being a good person. Yeah. I have somewhat let go of ideas of good and bad people. I think people are people, and there are good or bad actions. It's easier for me to just not do bad actions not take bad actions. So you don't think there's a such thing as a bad person? Not really. I think that all people have the capacity for good and evil. And I think a person can do enough bad or evil things over time to earn the designation of a bad person. But I don't think just because you don't do bad things that you're a good person, that you have to do a lot of good things to be a good person. And I think the truth is that we're all just people. I've yet to really meet any good people that didn't have a few bad skeletons in their closet somewhere. Which, speaking of Black Mirror. Hmm. I was waiting to see how you were going to steer this path. <laughs> kind of makes me think about let me find the episode name. I guess it was the military one. The episode before last of season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was called Men Against Fire. So, like, in that case, they kind of brainwashed, or how would you describe what they did to them? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for people who haven't watched this one yet. probably shouldn't even listen to this podcast. It's going to be like a week later. Right. If they ain't seen it, 
They want to know what's happened. Well, okay, let's take it back a step further. What did you think about this season? It felt a little forced. Yes, I agree. In comparison to the first two, like you could feel the Netflix-iness of it, that someone was like, Sean, or what is the guy's name? Charles, what is the guy's name that makes it? You could feel somebody at Netflix saying, take all this money and make more Black Mirror. And the guy was like, okay, fuck it, I'll make some more Black Mirror. Uh, fuck. Uh, somebody call Bryce Dallas Howard and tell her to put on some paint. Um, it, so it just cute. felt very forced, huh? I said she was so cute in her pink. Was she? I got so tired of looking at pink. I but love anyway. that. I'm a Rose yeah. Gold fan, so. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-uh. You can have it. Yeah, it just felt it felt forth. I enjoyed it, especially the last few episodes, Men Against Fire, and uh, the last one that was an hour and a half. The one with uh, the bees that was that shit. Now but, I started that one three times and I still haven't seen it, so I have to uh, watch that one again. Well, how are you gonna have a podcast about something you ain't seen yet? You got to call I've me. I've seen back. all but but the sixth episode. I but I also think that speaks to this um, season because, so I binged them, but by the time I got to number six, I was just like, I'm kind of over it. Mm. <laughs> no, I knew the last one would be the best. Um, I, well, I knew it would be good. So, but you asked me, how, what did I think they did to the people, to the soldiers in Men Against yeah. Fire? So I, my full-time job is doing um, diversity and social justice work at a local university. And I really thought number five, like Men Against Fire did a good job of kind of explaining the metaphor of how people get othered um, in society. It wasn't really brainwashing because there was no conditioning to it. It was just like an implant, uh, a decision. But, you know, I think they just, what they did was they created a narrative. They created a story about, oh, these people are sick. They're no longer even people. They're roaches because they're sick. And if we don't kill them, then we can't survive. And I think if you look at history, you find a lot of examples of that type of narrative being used to oppress, marginalize, and even murder huge groups of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in Nazi Germany, they said that Jews were rats, like they were like rats. And America, during slavery, just the term nigger was enough to represent this subhuman being. Therefore, you can treat them in any way that you want. Um, I think the way we talk about Muslims and um, Latin American immigrants to the United States today, we don't maybe use these big, jarring terms publicly, but when we talk about illegals or even just the word... Bad hombres. (laughs) Right, bad hombres, nasty women. the way we talk about people, it's, the, it's basically the same thing. We know it's a code. We know what what they're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. 
So what did you think they did to the soldiers? I definitely thought it was some kind of, like, implant because they would, you know, take over their eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he kept reminding him that, you know, he's going to wipe out this conversation as well. So he's just going to be, like, reset back to the soldier that they wanted him to be. Yeah. Do you think that happens to um, soldiers in real life? Not, uh, obviously, brain implants, but this effect where you can't see people for being human. Absolutely. And I think that it's a brainwashing. It's definitely not, like, technical. Well, maybe it could be because they do run all those tests on people who sign up and give them all the shots for all types of things. But it's definitely a brainwashing. I mean, especially when you can get young black men who know what's happening to them here in America to feel like they should defend that in other countries. Yeah. I think that this episode was probably the more most like the previous seasons. Because I kind of felt like everything else was too technology-driven. Like, more so than season one and two. Well, see, I felt like season one was very technology-driven. Like, if you think about the episode, the third episode of season one, with the memory implant, um, Mm -hmm. or the second episode of season one with whether everyone lived in that you had to run on the treadmill all the time. Um, even like season two with the, the robot, the guy comes back from the dead. And my favorite is white bear though, where everybody was using their phones. Like I just remember being so struck the first time I watched that, that scene where she's in the woods and this guy is about to murder her. And there are all these people just standing around with their phones, you know, it was Mm -hmm. so jarring. Like, are we really okay with this? You know, it was such a, a <laughs> powerful reflection of our world right now, you know? And, um, yeah. White Bear is the reason why I do not like to take selfies. Mm. Yeah. And it's also, whenever I tell somebody about Black Mirror who hasn't seen it, that's the go-to episode. I'm like, watch White Bear, and then yeah. you'll know what this show is about. Yeah, I, I always tell people that one or the uh, the one with the implant. Um, I'm looking it up. It's called The Entire History of You, the third episode from season one. Yeah. What did you think of San Junipero? San um, Junipero. I thought it was very boring. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a, a, a whole roundabout way to talk about same-sex marriage. Like, they could have been much more imaginative on that subject topic. I thought the end where they built up to kind of the reveal that, um, I forget her name, but the black woman, Google and Martha Ross character, that she, you know, her family had passed on and had chosen her, at least her husband had chosen not to be in the her, was powerful. Um, really? And the very end, like, the shot of the the servers and all those, like, brains and souls, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that fucked me up. Like, that had me what? thinking, like, huh? No, I'm surprised. 
because it made me think, like, would you want to do that? You know, like if you knew that you, uh, could essentially stay alive but die, would you want to do that? Well, see, they didn't even really, that, that, that would be the crux of a good episode, right? To explore that idea and think about it. But they didn't even give us a chance to do that. Because that didn't come to the end. Yeah, that's no? true. That's true. I was okay with that, though. You know, let me come clean about something. I think part of the reason... I was, I was about to say. I'm in love with Google and Bossa Wall. Exactly. Just like, just watching her dance and, like, kiss on this woman and, like, you know, just be. I'm like, hey, this is great. Google, mm, yeah, this is an amazing show. Wow, great episode. You know, she banged. I was certainly about to say that. Like, let's keep it funky. <laughs> That's only part of it, though. I really did think it was okay. I, it didn't bother I don't know. Me. Really, in in all sincerity, and it just so happened that Google and Bother Raw was on there where her hips and her body and her lips and her everything, <laughs> just like talking and breathing and dancing and stuff. It was great. Mm, yeah, no. Let me look at the list. I don't know. I won't say. Yeah, that was probably my least favorite episode. I really, really liked Playtest. Mm, I didn't like that one at all. What? I'm starting to think you. I'm starting to think you have bad taste and stuff. That would explain <laughs> it. That would explain. We both like white bear. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not like white bear, but. Yeah, this is like, uh, that one was just, it was too, it felt cheap. Like, oh, I'm going to write this story about this thing, and then it's just going to keep going back and forth. It's just going to keep going back until you realize it's uh, not real or whatever, you know? Like, that kind of pissed me off. I was kind of wondering, like, I, I was, I, it was a cliffhanger for me. I'm like, when is he going to tap out? Okay, he's not tapped out yet. Like, I was waiting for the tap out, and then it was like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> huh. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kept, like, going back, like, yeah. And I think this was, like, it felt the most imaginative to me. Because at first you see, like, all right, we're going to focus on his fears and what's afraid of him. So you're thinking that's what the rest of the story is going to be about. But then, like, really the story was it was about him losing his memory, which is what he was really afraid of, kind of, sort of. And then it's like at the end she wrote the little notes and it was like death by, like, call your mom kind of thing, which ran through the whole episode because he never answered a call. Yeah. No? It was a little too tongue and cheekish, I guess. Uh, I just it was um how do I explain it? What do I say about it? It felt cheap. It just felt cheap. It felt like like 'cause one of the one of the things I love about T V, especially contemporary television, like this phase where I'm right now where there's so much quality stuff, is the writing and the story structure and the intention behind somebody sitting down and, and arcing this narrative. And so watching that one just felt real cheap. It was like, well, what was the point of this whole thing if in just one second his whole brain is blown? And basically 
you know, of an hour-long episode, 45 minutes of it never happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the value of that? You just tricked me, basically. It, it felt like a cheap magic trick, like charlatan's trick. Like, ho-ho, the quarter was <laughs> in my sleeve the whole time. Ho-ho, he never <laughs> left this one random room. The other thing I didn't like about it is it reinforces this xenophobia that Americans have and this travel phobia of, like, don't ever leave America and go to Europe because <laughs> they're going to steal your brain. Or, like, hostile. Like, oh, they're going to fucking steal your organs. Stay in America, you know? I hate that shit. So. What about shut up and dance? That shit fucked me up. Right? I agree. That shit fucked me up. Um, and the end was great when it was a twist that he was looking at child porn. Like, at first I felt bad for him, like, the whole time. Like, all you did was jack off, man. Chill out. You right, know, like, right. you got to rob a bank. I'm like, fuck it, nigga. I ain't robbing this bank. All I did was jack off, you know? <laughs> I'm going home. Um, but then when, you know, it was kind of exposed, like, it's child porn. But I thought that was also kind of a, a good point, too. Like, they, I thought part of it was also, like, now that you know this, are you still okay with what's happened to him, right? Like, is he still was, like, does the punishment fit the crime? And don't get me wrong, child porn is obviously terrible and, and fucking terrible. And am I okay with that? Does that justify manipulating people in the way that they did in this episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, where does this punishment stop? Like, where where does it end, kind of? When does it become cool and unusual to use the Constitution? It was rough for me. I couldn't make up my mind either how I felt. <clears throat> because I think I must have, like, walked out the room or something. But the first lady who they really didn't show her kind of, like, little storyline or whatever, but she just said emo or something. Which one? Oh, yeah. Lady. Yeah, uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, I don't really see how that fits. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was... She must have been doing it, too. Like, I think all of them were guilty of the same thing, of, like, child porn. Oh, okay. That was the, that was my takeaway. Yikes. Can we take a step back and talk about the cast of this season? They had a great cast this year, I thought. Who do you think was the standout? Let me go through the list. So, Google and Botha Raw, who we talked about. Of course. <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, who we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the the main character in Men Against Fire, um, I don't know his name, but he was the main actor on Roots, the new Roots. Um, you might not recognize her, but the main character from the last episode, number Hated in the Nation, the one about the bees. Mm-hmm. She's really well known in British and other like European markets. Um, she was in Train Spotting, which I saw and I was like, "Where do I know her from?" And I looked it up. She was in Train Spotting. She was. Uh, did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. She was Ewan McGregor's high school girlfriend in Train Spotting, and I was like, yeah. "I've seen you butt naked. I didn't even recognize." <laughs> <laughs> so, there's some other folks in this season too that are pretty well-known, so I thought that was cool to see. Malachi Kirby. That's the guy in Men Against Fire. From Root, yeah. Oh, and the woman 
uh, uh, the other soldier, she was on Orange is the New Black. She played in the first season. She dies from the drug overdose. I think her name is Allie in um, Black Mirror. Her name is Madeline Brewer. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. So, 1 to 10, you're going to give season 3 a what? 10 is a high. Yeah. One well, no, low. let's just do 1 to 5. 10 is too much. 1 to 5. One to five. Um, in comparison to other seasons, I would give it a three and a half. Dang, three and a half, that's maybe low. A four, maybe a four. No, no, it's not. I don't fuck around with my fives. <laughs> um, I don't fuck around. I'm just giving out fives. Uh, so I would say like a three. Average. Like a five for me. I mean, season two gets a five. Season two does not get a five. No. What do season you? two maybe gets a four. Okay. Maybe. Season one? But season season one doesn't get more than a four either. I mean, it's good, but it ain't great, you know? I'm Let me see what I actually like gave. I'm three. I did give it fives on my Netflix, I guess, but that's just trying to get my ratings up so that they give me other good shit. Um, Fives are like Mad Men is a five. Breaking Bad is a five. The original Law and Order is a five, you know. Groundbreaking, (laughs) historic, longevity, long-lasting shit. 30 Rock is a five. Um, you can't just get a five from Charles Kellum. I don't, I don't rock like that. Um, you should watch. No, you don't so think so. season two is a five though? Like I think that's long lasting. I think it was groundbreaking. Nah, I think it dude. was the nah, best social commentary we've gotten mm-hmm. on television. No, no. Season one and season two were just updates of like the Twilight Zone, so it's not groundbreaking. No. They're just doing what's. They're just digging deeper in the ground that's already been broken. Which is no. fine, but it ain't the same thing. Mm-mm. No, I think that's a diss. Well, I this song, like this take song it as a diss, then. <laughs> but you can't just be like, oh, you're just Twilight Zone 2016. It is. That's exactly what it is. No. That's exactly what it is. I think it's a little more um, imaginative than that. No, this is Twilight Zone, because it used to scare the bejesus out of me as a kid. Go back and watch um, some Twilight Zone. Watch the one about, let me see, I think it's called Eye of the Beholder. I have it on my Netflix. I can put it up right now. Um, where the woman all has, like, bandages over her whole face, her face the entire episode. Um, that sounds scary. You can. Do you want me to give it away? Do you want us to know what happens? It's actually not that scary. Yeah, I mean it's Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just hit me. So it it's one of their most famous episodes. <laughs> Excuse me. It's about this woman who has had surgery because apparently she has some kind of birth defect and her face is hideous. And throughout the whole episode, her face is covered in bandages. 
but you never see the face of her doctors. They, you just, or the nurses or anybody taking care of her, you just hear their voices and you see their silhouettes. So then in the end, they cut her bandages off and her face looks normal, but they pan to the doctors and the nurses and all of their faces look like pigs or like um, some type of pig-human hybrid. And so it's revealed that, like, it's it just makes this really powerful point about beauty being the eye of the beholder. And it's like, uh, they're all like, oh, the surgery failed again. Oh, she's so hideous. She's terrible. And she's, like, running around the hospital. And she's they're all white, of course, too, right? She's running around the hospital like, oh, well, nothing ever cure me. And they're like, oh, you look so fucked up. It's so terrible for you. Um <laughs> And even though it's all white people, you know, to know Rod Sterling and to know his work is to know that, like, he wasn't making a point just about beauty but about race and about power. Mm -hmm. To say, like, the people in power get to set these tones about what's acceptable and what's not, and it's bullshit is all. So Mm -hmm. it was good. Mm -hmm. You should check it out. And then, of course, the one with the guy who, like, all he wants to do is read, and he hates the world because nobody will let him read. And then there's like a nuclear explosion or something, and everybody's dead, and he's the last person alive. And he's so yeah, excited to be with his books, and then his glasses mm-hmm. break. And he's just like, no, there was finally enough time. <laughs> Great. So anyway, Black Mirror, same thing. Different packaging. All right. Yeah. That's going to be your final story. Yay. Thanks for listening <laughs> to me, people. Holla. That joint was feeling so good, I had to bring it back. <laughs> I haven't heard this song in a while. But, yo, this was um your episode of Saturdaying on Black Mirror. Let me know what you think about Black Mirror Season 3, because I'm still kind of on the fence. I'm still kind of giving it a three. But at the same time, I think you should watch it. Weird, right? So let me know what you think. Leave me a voicemail at 312-884-1143. Or you don't feel like picking up your phone. Because I don't feel like picking up my phone sometimes. You'd rather send me an email? You can do so at venus at hurstonmediagroup.com. So let me give you that number again just in case. It's 312-884-1143. The email is venus at hurstonmediagroup.com. And yo... Welcome to Saturday on iTunes. If you had not have not hit that subscribe button yet, you should do so. You know why? Because you want to make sure you get every single episode that comes down the pike. Pipe? Let's go with pike. Every episode that comes down the pike. And um, if you're on SoundCloud, you know I love you on SoundCloud. Go ahead and like that for me. And um, until next weekend, take care of each other. Peace.